Hello, everybody. It is um, Tuesday afternoon. It is chilly here in South Dakota, and it's overcast, and I'm so ready to see the sunshine. It's been a while. Um, we don't have any snow, but it is getting colder, and it just feeling feels like winter. So anyway, last week I was not feeling well, so I didn't get my podcast done, but here I am today, and we are moving on with our um, series of making it a priority. And each week we focus on something different. Um, and this week we're going to be, um, talking about making parenting a priority. And, um, I'll just kind of share what we do for parenting. And obviously each family is going to be different. Each family dynamic is different. Um, but there are some basic principles that are universal that can be followed, should be followed. Um, yeah, so here we are, um, probably kind of a touchy subject. So, um, I'm not taking it lightly. Um, however, it's super important that we do make parenting a priority. And, uh, back in the summertime, I was talking with a friend, um, and we we're just kind of talking about society in general and, um, just, um, just the lack of respect for others, the lack of respect for the younger generation, having res lack of respect for the older generation and um, where does it come from and what's going on. And um, obviously there's a lot of good out there too, but um, so that was our conversation. And she made a statement that really stuck with me. And she said, parents are not making parenting a priority. And I thought, wow, you know what? I think that's probably true. I think it's probably an easy thing to, um, an easy path to take to not make it a priority, maybe without even realizing it. Um, and so we're just going to kind of dive right in. Um, I might sound like I'm bouncing all over the board. Um, but first off, we start our, just like I've talked about in other episodes, um, our path that we look to or guidance that we look to is the Bible and God's plan. And he is very clear in the Bible about parents. He doesn't say it like this, but making parenting a priority, raising children to love the Lord. Um, and in there, he talks in the Old Testament, he talks about in your um, down sitting and your uprising to talk about spiritual things. Um, it doesn't have to mean like you have to open up your Bible every time you sit down and talk, but how do your conversations go? Are you having conversations with your kids? Um, it starts early on. However, if you've missed the boat and you realize that your kids are teenagers and in high school and only have a few years left and you really haven't made parenting a priority, um, do it today, make it a priority. So there are some different ways that we make parenting a priority and, um, and one of those ways is that we are very intentional and I'm going to use the word intentional a lot because you have to be intentional parenting and raising the next generation to be respectful, responsible, mature, um, all of those things does not come without being intentional. You have to be intentional. Um, and does it guarantee you're going to have, you know, good kids who have a good job and, you know, good for the society? No, it doesn't guarantee it, but 
um, I would say that it probably helps. It probably definitely helps than just not making parenting a priority and not being intentional. So we are very intentional about meals together. And I think that that kind of sounds like ugh, whatever. Why do you, why, why does meals matter? Because um, in our family, we eat breakfast together, obviously when the kids are um, gone at school or um, gone at work or whatever, we don't eat lunch together, but if at all possible, we eat breakfast together, lunch on the weekends together and suppers together, if at all possible. We do notice when we are busier and again, we don't, we're not nearly as busy probably as most Americans. Um, we, Jason and I noticed like, okay, we need to be very intentional about having supper together on this night this week, because these two nights are busy with, let's do track season with track. And so we need to be very intentional about having these meals together. And why is that? Because we sit down and we can, we can visit about each other's day. We can find out what's going on. We can find out what they're learning. We can find out what, you know, um, Maybe it's a fun conversation. We have lots of meals together where it's fun, lighthearted. And then we have some visits at the dinner table or breakfast table or lunch table where it is more serious and we're finding out what a kid is struggling with or we're finding out um, what's going on in society, in the teenage world. Um, and then we can talk about that. And um, so it's just really really important to connect with our kids. It's so easy to just be like, oh, let's just, whatever. Everyone just do your own thing always. Now, I wouldn't recommend that. I would be just very intentional about mealtime. Um, I know growing up, we did not eat breakfast together, um, but we did eat lunch and suppers together, if at all possible. And um, I really enjoyed it. Jason, he also grew up eating meals together with his family. He really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to say everybody's going to enjoy it, but I do believe that it is a very important aspect to our days. Our kids really, I mean, they're young, so they need the adults to help them be able to communicate. And that is a great way to do that is through mealtime, um, how to have conversations, how to share things. Um, it's a time of, you know, sometimes it is a time of correction. Um, it, yeah, it's, we are very, very intentional about our mealtime. We're also intentional. Um, we make church a priority because God says we need to be together with other believers regularly. And so we, um, go to a gospel preaching church. Um, this church loves Jesus almost like no other church I've ever been to. Um, it is, quite amazing. Um, <clears throat> and so the kids go to youth group there. And in fact, they're going on a youth group retreat this weekend. And so that is very important. And we are intentional about that. Um, and so as we, as parents journey through this parenting life, um, it takes a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work to raise children and to raise good children. And I, I mean, we have our own bumps, um, and struggles. And I will say that, um, I am very thankful that I am able to stay home with my kids, um, be a stay at home mom. <clears throat> I know that not everybody is able to, um, and maybe not everybody wants to, but it is a, 
it is a limited time job. It seems like it is a um, forever job, you know, like it's never going to end. But <clears throat> you really only have your kids from when they're, well, when you're pregnant with them to when they graduate. And after that, you're done. And honestly, you're probably relatively young. And so I just am really thankful that I have been able to stay home with my kids. I'm not worried about, okay, when Ty graduates, he's only eight. Um, what am I going to do? Uh, well, then I'll have probably grandkids coming along or whatever, go visit my kids that are moved away and stuff. And so, um, anyway, all that to say that don't think that your parenting years while your kids are at home with you, um, is a quote unquote waste of time to be there. You are raising the next generation, like the generation that is going to be taking care of us when we're older. We are raising the next generation and we need to really be intentional and I'm going to say it again, make it a priority. Um, I, I have some friends um, that work outside the home but they are really intentional, intentional about their parenting. Um, they make sure that they have family time together. They make sure that they get to their kids' activities. They are very involved. So I'm not saying that the only way to be a good and intentional parent is to be a stay-at-home mom. That's not what I'm saying at all. Because I've said in previous podcasts that you can be a stay-at-home mom and, and not be intentional and be completely checked out. Um, and so my, my friends that I'm thinking of, they make just a really good um, intentionality of being a parent, <clears throat> even though they have a job during the day, their job is not their life, their family is their life. And so I just really appreciate how they are able to do that and how they do it. Um, other ways to be intentional with your parenting. Um, I know that this is a hot topic button and <laughs> um, we don't have our kids have phones. They don't have cell phones. And the reason for that, we decided that, um, so when Bailey was a fifth grader, I think that that's about the time, maybe the next year, maybe when she was a sixth grader was kind of about the time when quote unquote, every kid was getting a phone. Um, cause before then they didn't really have them or they had their parents old phones that they could just dial 911 on the way home if they had a <laughs> emergency on the way home from school or whatever. Um, so probably about the time Bailey was a fifth or sixth grader, probably more sixth grade, they started to all get phones. And Jason and I just made a decision back then, which we're always going against, the, you know, going upstream when everyone's going downstream. Um, we decided way back then that our kids were not going to have phones and they could get a phone when they graduated. <clears throat> and I am so thankful. And here's why. Um, do I think phones are terrible? No, I do not. Um, obviously I have phone, a phone, Jason has a phone. They're very handy. They're very helpful. Um, they've obviously been very helpful when kids are in need of help. Um, you know, when we were growing up, nobody had phones. So if you had car trouble, nobody knew. So all very good things. Um, you're able to have GPS. I definitely need GPS. Uh, so a lot of good things. You're able to connect quicker, um, stay in touch with people. But the reason why we didn't and don't give our kids phones is because we just don't want to hand them the world wide web and tell them to be careful. Um, we want to be 
the adult here and say, you know what, it's hard enough for adults to be able to monitor what we're doing on the phone. It is, it's hard. It's hard to have self-discipline when you got the World Wide Web at your fingertips at all times. You can connect constantly. Um, and so we just didn't want our kids to have to struggle through that and give them that much of a responsibility on their own shoulders um, with having a phone um, so young. And so our kids are allowed, when they graduate, it's their decision if they want a phone or not. Obviously, they get one. Um, Taylor can't wait to graduate so she can get her phone. And Bailey, when she was a senior, she could not wait to get her phone. And honestly, she got some social media apps like Facebook and Snapchat. And um, what else does she get? Oh, it seems like there's another one that she got. And honestly, she decided later that she was done with social media because it just wasn't working for her. And I'm just super thankful that she was able to recognize that that it, it was sucking her in and in directions that she didn't want to go. And I believe that the reason why she was able to recognize that is because she knew what it was like to not have those apps and a phone constantly with her. Um, just like our generation knew what it was like to have a landline and no internet on our phone. And so we kind of know, we kind of remember what it was like. And so we can recognize that, oh my goodness, I spent a lot of time on my phone and all these apps and whatnot um, and how it feels different than before. And so I'm very thankful that she was able to recognize that for herself. I'm not saying all my kids will recognize that, but she was, that's been her experience that she knew what it was like before she had all this access and then when she got it after a while, she realized it was not working for her. And so she got rid of it. She still has her phone, but she doesn't have all the apps. Um, and so that's been a blessing for us to see that, okay, we did, in our opinion, we made a really, really good decision in helping our kids with that. I mean, um, we were listening to a podcast Jason and I were a while back, I think it was this summer, um, and this professor from a college um, basically was talking about how um, even college students, they know that social media is bringing, like stressing them out, depression, um, influencing them in ways they don't want to, but they don't know how to quit. And so, I mean, they admit it that it's just too much for them, but they don't know how to quit. And so that's just one decision that we made way back when Bailey was fifth, sixth grader for all of our kids that they would not have phones. And I know that that's a hot button, um, <clears throat> but just, just think about it. I mean, maybe it's, <clears throat> I don't even want to say maybe it's working for your kid. I don't know who it works for, honestly, I mean, even me, like Jason, um, we, we notice when we're on our phones too much. So even I get irritated. I honestly wish I could go back to my slide phone where I just had texting and um, you could send pictures and text and call. And that was it. I miss my slide phone terribly. Um, I just feel like my sense of creativity has gone down and whatnot. Anyway, so that's another thing that we're very intentional about is our kids don't have phones. Now, do they get to use my phone? Yes, my phone is like the landline. And so if the kids want to text their friends, they can go on that. If they want to call somebody, they can go on that. Um, you know, but it's just not their constant access. It's not in their room. It's not theirs. It's mine. Um, <clears throat> I have a lock on it. So 
Um, it's not easily accessible. And so, yeah, that's just one decision that we were intentional about. And I'm really, actually really, really thankful we made that decision all those years ago. Um, another area that we are intentional about is we try not to watch a lot of TV, just having it on all the time. It gets harder in the winter because, you know, you don't want to be outside in the freezing cold and whatnot. And so what do you do inside? I mean, you could be creative, but sometimes you just want to kind of chill and it's, it's cold out, it's dark early and all that stuff. So we are trying to be intentional with that. Um, but we are very intentional about what we do watch and what we don't watch. And so we're kind of like old old show junkies. We like, um, the Andrew Griffith show. Taylor loves, um, the Donna Reed show. Yeah. So we're kind of old show people, um, which are very clean. And, um, I really appreciate that. Like the family dynamic on those shows is respectful to each other. The dads, um, are portrayed as, um, well, um, they carry themselves well, they are respected in their home. The moms are also respected and the children are respectful and they just have really good, um, moral of the story shows, um, that, you know, teach kids, um, real life things. So, um, that's kind of what we're intentional about as well. But basically, I mean, those are just some of the big, big, big ticket things that we are intentional about. Um, obviously we've switched our schooling up this year and that, that's because we are intentional with raising our kids and what wasn't working, we decided to try something different. And I think that that's a huge aspect of being intentional with parenting. If it's not working, don't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over expecting different results. Be intentional, figure out why it's not working. Um, it just, our schooling wasn't working for the boys. We wanted to do something different with the boys, not because of the school, but just because we wanted to do something with the boys and it seems to be working really well. Um, and yeah, we're just really intentional about that. Um, and, um, and so that's, that's a lot of being, uh, making parenting a priority is paying attention, pay attention to your kids. What's going on in their life? What are they into? What are they doing? Where are they going? Um, are they like, are their behaviors changing? Are they normally a talker and now they're really quiet? Well, why are they all of a sudden really quiet and, um, and stuff like that. So just make parenting a priority. And if you have little kids, um, that's a huge, that's a huge role of parenting little toddlers. It's exhausting. Um, but we do need, we do need to be intentional with um, disciplining our kids and not letting them run the show and throwing wild eyed fits all the time. And, and how can you, how can you deal with that differently? I know some kids are easygoing, you know, very, um, compliant and some kids are very strong willed. Well, you got to parent those kids. You can't give up. Do not give up. I was just talking recently with somebody who was parenting a strong willed child and, um, just giving some advice on, um, because we also have raised a strong willed child and, um, and my advice, I said, I don't think my advice is going to be very encouraging, but I said, you just every day, you have to get up and just know that you're going to be battling through this day and you are going to quote unquote win by that. I mean, you remain the parent, you remain in control and your kid does not take over. Um, and, 
it will pay off. It will pay off. If we make parenting a priority, it will pay off. It may not feel like it. It may feel like every day is uh, just a battle after battle after battle and you're getting nowhere, but your consistency of making parenting a priority and being the parent in your home and your kids being respectful does pay off. Um, and so just don't give up, keep going. If you need advice, find somebody who's been in your shoes, um, and can give you advice or encouragement. And sometimes that's just a lot of what we need is just encouragement. Um, someone to listen to us and to give us just some encouragement to keep going and to not give up. So yes, make your parenting a priority because it is so vital to our society. Um, we don't want to just throw, you know, shove our kids to the side and give them a phone and give them the TV and basically stay out of my hair and don't talk to me and leave me alone. No, as easy as that sounds, it's actually detrimental to our society and to families. Um, so we need to make sure that we are being intentional about making parenting a priority. So I hope you have a great, a great week. Do think about ways that you are doing well in making parenting a priority and then think about ways that, wow, where do we need to tweak or, okay, I do need to pay attention over here. Um, and maybe you're in a sweet spot right now. Maybe you're in a, a season where you're like, oh, my kids, it's going so well. Enjoy it because there's going to be a valley. And um, I'm just, yeah, we all have those where we have seasons where it seems like things are going great. And then we're in a valley and we've got to work on something and just know that that's normal. So that's my advice um, on parenting and making it a priority to be intentional. Make it a priority. I keep saying it because we need to. We need to make parenting a priority. It's for not only our sake for a more peaceful home, but also for our kids. They really, they need to be made a priority. They want to be a priority. Um, and they, they're looking to us for that. So have a great week.